long story short, we started freelancing online. We started getting our first design clients online. And 12 years later, we have a you know, thriving business in design. You're listening to the Freedom Found Podcast, an audio community for freedom-driven entrepreneurs wanting to build and scale an impactful online business that allows you to spend more time with your toes in the sand than your fingers on the keyboard. I'm your host, Crystal Church. I'm a copywriter and consultant, borderless entrepreneur, and wannabe dog mom. On this podcast, we'll talk all things online business, marketing, strategy, mindset, health, travel, and what it's really like to be a borderless entrepreneur. Freedom Found is all about equipping you with insight and actionable tips to help you build your business around your life so you can spend more time exploring new cities, hanging with your family, working on that new business project, or quite frankly, however the hell you'd like. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Found Podcast, and this one is especially important to me today because I get to talk to a wonderful client of the Casey Coffee Studio and also a client who's just had multiple different iterations of our experience working together, and so we're going to dive into that today and dive into really how she scaled the beautiful design business that she has today. So without further ado, Elizabeth, hello. Welcome to the Freedom Found Podcast. Thank you so much, Crystal. I'm very excited to talk to you and dedicated podcast listener. So um, it's going to be fun to dive into this topic today. It is. I'm so excited. So Elizabeth Nova is a web designer, brand strategist, digital marketing expert, and mom of two. And she helps purpose-driven female entrepreneurs, coaches, and industry leaders build and scale their businesses with impactful, beautiful design so they can attract dream clients, elevate their online platforms, and create a freedom driven life that they love. Oh my gosh, this is just so aligned with what we do here. Like I think our values are just so meshed. Yes, absolutely. I think freedom has been the core of my business since really since day one. So I think that's why I was originally like, you know, attracted to you and like found you on the internet. And I'm so glad that the internet connected us like from different parts of the world. I am too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're an ideal client for us because that's who we want to work with. So tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started in entrepreneurship and how you really grew your design agency. Perfect. I have been an online entrepreneur for almost 12 years now. So quite a long time. And if we roll back the timeline 12 years ago, how it originally started was I, let's see, I was recently graduated from university with a degree in architecture. I had a job. I had a, actually my dream job and I was working in Miami, Florida. And I love Miami. It's a beautiful place. But I, around the same time, I also met my now husband. So he's from Europe, basically. And and so I, he needed to go back to Europe. And like I didn't want to do a long distance relationship. So I booked a one-way flight. I quit that job, which I loved. I quit the job, booked a one-way flight and came to small country of Riga, Latvia, which is in Northern Europe. And it was not my first time in Europe. So I knew I had already, I'd already had like a passion and love of Europe because I previously lived in Rome, Italy before that time. Totally different story. But yeah, I booked a one-way flight to Riga, Latvia. And I thought, I thought we would be here a few months and then go back to the US and go back to Miami. But that didn't happen for various reasons. And we had to figure out something with our life. And so like we were both, we were both trained in architecture. And that's our background. And we're also designers, like through and through, like we're creative people. So, you know, family of creative, family of architects, we had to figure out something 
to do. And at the time, it was right after the the recession. It was it was during the recession, 2011, 2010. And it was very 2008, 2010. Well, 2010, 2011. It was very hard to find a traditional job in architecture. And that at that time, that was like what you did when you graduated from architecture. You graduate, you go to a traditional path. And for me, I always knew that that was not going to be my path. Like I wanted a more unconventional life, even then I knew, like, and I definitely wanted more freedom than what that traditional path looked like for me. So we went on the internet, started Google searching, how to make money as a designer, how to make money online, how to, oh my gosh, I love it. Do that. (laughs) And that was the beginning. And like, at the same time, we were sending out CVs, sending out applications, portfolios to like all these architecture firms, and we got no replies for like a year. I mean, ever. I mean, I'm basically... Clearly, I've never, I'm clearly, I'm not working in architecture firms. Like I didn't get any replies that were positive and that was very disheartening at the time, but it really motivated me to like keep figuring it out, keep going. And so eventually we started, you know, long story short, we started freelancing online. We started getting our first design clients online and 12 years later, we have a, you know, thriving business in design. That's a short story. (laughs) Wow. Isn't that wild to like look back and say that decision that you made like 12 years ago to go and Google, like just ask a question of what is possible and like led you here today. I just think that that's incredible. We don't give enough credit to these like small moments where we make a really big decision. Mm -hmm. I think I was just so determined to figure it out every step of the way. But also the other thing is 12 years ago, there was not Instagram. There was not all these online business coaches. At least like I did not have any awareness of that. So like, I really felt like I didn't have the answers or didn't have the support at that time. And had to just figure out so many things, like every single thing, part of that entrepreneurial journey for those first many years, it it didn't feel like the amount of resources and coaches and courses that we have now online. And maybe that's just an awareness thing, like, or or maybe it's a reality, but it was so challenging in the early days to keep going. But I I think just had a like very strong will determination to keep going. (laughs) And that is like the golden thread, I think, through all successful entrepreneurs is like that just determination and dedication to like showing up and putting in the hard work because you know you're going to get the results. I think so many times people pull up the seeds without letting them actually take root, you know, like they don't put in as much time as we need to because we're naturally impatient as humans and we want to see results really fast. So I just love that you were dedicated in that and just put in the work and like it's super inspiring to hear how that's paid off for you. I mentioned earlier, this is so special for me to be able to jump on and have this conversation with you, Elizabeth, but I just want to like share with the audience, like this full circle moment, because you and I met over, I think over two years ago, uh, close to two years ago, if not over. And this full circle has come because we met when I did my first EDU product and support piece other than just me doing my one-to-one copywriting. So those of you who've gone back and like listened to my story, you know, I started out doing one-to-one copy work. Now I've got the KC Copy Studio, which is our micro agency, but I also branched into providing education products. And the first one I did live was Daybreak Genius Masterclass. And that's where you and I met so long ago. And now there've been multiple iterations and the curriculum has been refined and so much has gone into it. But From there, then we worked together inside of Elevated Brand Accelerator, which then was a live program, now is a passive course. And full circle moment is we are currently working on new copy for your brand and you're now a client of the KC Studio. So I think that this is just so amazing because we talk about, and something I talk about a lot, 
is the Ascension Model Product Suite and making sure that you can really serve people at different phases of their growth. And what I love about this is this is just such a good example to listeners that you can create a ladder of offers that can really support and say, okay, you can graduate from this and then move on and then move on. And like, you've just mastered everything that you've done, especially your VIP days. So I'm just so excited to share more with the audience about that so that they can take these knowledge nuggets away, maybe go and implement, see what worked for you, what might work for them in their business today. And really like, look at this as a case study of how you grew this agency from where you were to then now just being like regularly booked out with VIP days and not having to be in long projects all the time and really starting to move away from some of the things that were, I know, burning you out a couple of years ago. So that said, thank you so much for sharing this with us and just for continuing to like be transparent about that and that process that you've gone through as we go into the rest of these questions. So I want to bring us back to a couple of years ago. Like we know you were working with more formal architecture clients. And that is one of the big differentiators that you'll see on Elizabeth's site and you'll see and hear us talk about today is her bringing in this background amongst several other things that make them really unique. But bringing that into then this phase where you were starting to think about doing day rates, like what was it? What was going on in the design agency? What was going on in your life that made you think about, okay, I want to do VIP days. Ah, yes. Thank you so much, Crystal. Okay, for that journey. <laughs> we, we started uh, working together through that, through your offer Day Rate Genius Masterclass. And so like, I remember when I was originally, I was scrolling, you know, scrolling on Instagram, and I came across your stories talking about this, you know, your structure of day rates, and, you know, being able to serve this many clients per month, like a very limited number of clients per month and make relatively good rates, like really good rates, let's say. And I was really attracted to that idea, but also still delivering really amazing results and not shortcutting, you know, for you, the copy process or for me, the design process and delivering sort of half-baked design. So so I was really attracted to your stories and that really encouraged me to sign up for this masterclass, even upgraded to the VIP option for that and was so worth it. And so- Oh, you did. I forgot about that. We did a one-on-one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I was like, I'm going to just do this. Okay. And so what, what was going on for me that attracted me to that was, was projects that didn't seem to have timelines and or really had dragged out timelines. And that came definitely from the architecture background where the timelines are extensively long. Like we're talking six to 12 months plus for architectural projects. And that really jug, dragged out some time and really weighs me down sometimes. <laughs> and so I... But I love this intensive creative process because that was also something that was already inherent in my own background as well. So I had past experiences of, I think, two or three stand out in my mind that that I really liked that process of, of a very intensive creative process. Like that really played well to my strengths and my nature and just how I work and who I am. And I don't know if you want to, those two or three experiences come from like my architectural background. And even before that, I was... Even before that, in high school, like if we want to go back that far, um, I in high school was for our school newspaper. I was like the editor in chief for the school newspaper, and we had a staff of thirty people, and I loved being in charge of that. But it was so intensive and creative because we put we published a newspaper every two weeks, and Monday nights, every other Monday, Monday nights were was the creative process of putting it all together and in, in design and, and finishing like the layouts and editing all the copy like three rounds of revisions for everything and then final sign off. And I would often stay at school until midnight <laughs> on Mondays every other week. 
but I love, but like I was addicted and obsessed with that process. Oh, I have to like tell you, you know, I was on the school newspaper as well in high school and yeah, loved it. That whole process, especially like laying everything out. Yeah, it was so fun until they put me on the sports column. And I was like, this is not, I don't think, no, <laughs> this isn't going to work. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. No, <laughs> I was, I loved it. You know, I loved, I also loved being a leader of that team and that really plays to like what I'm doing now as well. So like, that was just one early experience. And then another one was in architecture. The firm that I worked for in Miami really specialized in this intensive creative process. And they called it a design charrette. And they're the leaders in this industry for like 30 plus years. And it was, they're famous people, but I loved working for them. And I love that intensive creative process. So it wasn't new to me. So that is why I originally was like, okay, Crystal Church, who is this? She's a copywriter. <laughs> She's doing this like dairy genius. Like, wow, this sounds really amazing. And like, might be something that fits me. I think that's what attracted me in the beginning to it. I love that. So considering you had this idea that in some other industries, they were condensing timelines, did you have hesitations about doing day rates? Like, especially with having an agency when it's not just you. I know a lot of those listening right now are either running an agency, thinking about starting an agency, or they're in one-on-one work. So did you have any hesitations? And if so, what were they? Okay, roll back in time. So at that time, so my business has always been my husband and myself. But at that time, when I signed up, and joined Day Rage Genius Masterclass, I had already had three team members, three assistant designers, junior designers. So we were already a team of five at that point and doing, like, I was new at it, but I was like already leading, you know, a team or an agency at that point. So I went into this Day Rage idea knowing that I have a team to support me with it. And honestly, I did, I either I don't remember the hesitations I had or I really, they didn't stand out to me as roadblocks. Because once I, it's literally like, once I signed up for Day Genius Masterclass, in my mind, I was like, this is it. Like, I'm making this work. Like, I really dove into that whole masterclass. I literally took notes for everything. I went through all those resources and was like, this is, I'm doing this. I'm making this work. I had my whole checklist or my click of whatever list, to-do list I had for like all the pieces I need to get this up and running. And I don't think I had any hesitations. It was just, I'm like, we've got to make this work. <laughs> like, I was really obsessed with the idea. And when I get obsessed with an idea, like, the hesitations did not stop me. You, that is me through and through. And I think <laughs> honestly, that that is so many of probably the clients you serve in the design studio, because I know you're serving higher level coaches and course graders, and then uh, equal to a lot of the clients that I serve. Like it, it's having this mentality of, okay, I know I can do it. I can figure it out. Like if there's a roadblock, I can overcome that. And really just thinking about how I can make it work, like, you know, for me or in your unique way. So let's flash forward a little bit because, and not even very far, because I know like we did our intensive together and we did day rate genius masterclass and really talked about on our intensive. I remember we talked about like creating an offer unique to you. So making sure that a, a VIP day would work with your sort of structure And then just a few months later, you launched and like you executed right away another example of a trait that really starts to create that like ongoing momentum in entrepreneurs. So you executed right away. And then what was the result like within a few months? Okay. So I, in January, focused on building out all the assets and the process, you know, making the application, making the automated emails behind that. I wrote like a 20 email sequence for every step of the way, like all these canned emails in my Dubsado. And I, in my mind, I really need to have all those things in place before I even started doing them, which sometimes that can stop you. And sometimes that can really cause a problem if you're focused on that. But for me, I, I did it. And I didn't let that. I just was like went through every single task. I don't know if I recommend doing that, but that's what I did. 
And then I put that link in my bio on Instagram that goes to my application page. And I did that towards the end of January. And also I should mention, I never launched my day rates <laughs> in the beginning. I never did a proper launch. Crystal was so kind and so great at trying to coach me through launching them with some, you know, problem aware content, solution aware content, the phases of marketing. Like I really appreciate that, but I didn't take I didn't take action on that. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> Sometimes the soft launch is all you need. Like I didn't create the content. I didn't post on Instagram about my day rates once. I did not even post one post on my feed. But all it was was a link in my bio on Instagram. And you know, believe it or not, I got two applications within I don't even know how fast, but like a week or two. And I don't even know how those people found me, but they ended up booking and they ended up booking our three we have a one day VIP package and a three day package. And they booked through the three day VIP VIP day package. That's incredible. Like I just have to take a moment to like pause and say, okay, everybody who is like listening right now, whether it's you want to start day rates or you want to do anything else in your business, I don't care. But like you're sitting there thinking I need to do X, Y, Z, post, show up 24 seven, you know, have all these complicated funnels, run all these webinars in order to be successful. And therefore you kind of stay stuck because that's just too much to mount. Like this is a beautiful example of how you can take quick, like precise action, you created this seamless like workflow behind the scenes and you can then put a link up and have people come. Now, over time, you obviously want to have um, ways to drive traffic, but I just love that you took that action and you said, even if I don't do a big showy launch, let me see what happens. And it really paid off in your favor. And I, I also think with, with not, you know, 10,000 plus Instagram followers, I think that's important to mention too, you know, that you differentiated yourself enough, people could come and see you had this offer and people love a quick win, which we'll get into. So continue, please. Yes, yes, yes. So good. So for the timeline, we, so I discovered Crystal in December. In January, I did all that preparation. And in February, we were starting our first day rates. So I had three clients in February and they came to me through the link in my bio on Instagram. And I didn't even launch it or talk about it. They just found me. We had the discovery call and they booked. Wow. And I love that. <laughs> yes. And, you know, we have in March, we continued our successes. I continued to get applications, you know, and they booked a three-day VIP. So in the beginning, about 80% of our clients were booking three, three-day packages, which really filled up our schedule because we only do one VIP intensive each week or, you know, one a week at most. And some weeks we don't do it for various reasons. So we were booked out. I remember then we were booked out. We had like our biggest sales month month at the time, which was like a 28K sales month. Wow. I don't know. I don't do numbers very well, but we had a big sales month, not cash revenue sales <laughs> difference. Um, and then April, May, June, like we were booked out the rest of literally the rest of the year and literally since then. So two years later. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like that gives me goosebumps. I am just like, so much happened in such a short amount of time. And I just love looking forward like two years off of one decision. This kind of goes back to the original thing we talked about at the very beginning of the episode, which is that one decision to Google, how you could design and make money online led to you having this whole agency. And then that one decision to say, actually, I'm going to make day rates work for me led to you being able to serve fewer clients on shorter timelines with high ticket price and create a big impact with them and bam, be booked out for two years. That's crazy. So did you expect for your VIP day offer to become your signature go-to? It's amazing to think about now and look back because I don't think I expected that. 
but I saw you doing it. I saw after I saw you doing it, of course, I came across other people doing this and I saw them being successful with it and being really passionate about it as well. And I was like, you know, if Crystal can do it, I can do it. I, I can make this work. And in my own way, I can create my own unique format of my dairy and VIP day, different from hers or different from other people. And, you know, we made it work. And I definitely didn't expect it to be our signature offer for two years, but I also maybe didn't really plan ahead or even think about that at the time. It was just, we flowed from one week, one week to the next and one month to the next. And we, you know, have certain phases of our calendar where we don't take VIP days and we block off and we were in a really good flow and then time passes. And so here we are. And it is plan. I am planning to keep it our signature offer for the rest of this year. And I don't plan on changing that. So, so good. Okay. So I want to also touch on something that Elizabeth, you've mentioned a few times, just in case there's anybody in the audience who needs a little clarification. You know, usually when you think about a day rate with the term day, we picture something happening in a day. But we've talked about Elizabeth's VIP day offer. She has like a single day and then you have multiple days, I believe a package of three, right? So that said, if you are thinking right now, I don't know if I could condense everything or what about my longer projects? One of the things that we really talked about in depth together through the masterclass and one of the things I think it's important for you to know as a listener is that there are so many different ways that you can structure a unique day rate that works for you, that works for your business. And I think that that's probably one of the reasons that I, as an outsider, see the success that you've had is you were able to say, okay, what kind of impact do we want to be able to create? What kind of transformation do we want to be able to provide? How can we do that? How can we take away all the unnecessary pieces? Another important thing in in talking about day rates, there's always something unnecessary that we think we need to do in a project that we don't need to do. So how can we remove the excess and distill it all down and create a refined version of this offer, but still make it unique to what you need to do? So can I ask, how was your experience in creating your unique offer? How did that come about? And what have you done to create an offer that's unique to what your clients need and get it done on a short time frame? Because I know a lot of service providers are so afraid of not being able to finish it all in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. I originally had in my mind that we had to do it in a day. And that's when I first found you, I thought you were doing it all in a day. But when you mentioned something, a side note at one point where you know, you do that you do, you decide which day of the week you do it. Uh, you know, sometimes it's maybe on a Tuesday morning and then you finish part on Thursday afternoon, but it's all delivered by Friday as promised to the client. The client doesn't need to know that maybe it was done over a couple periods of time. You know, the client doesn't need to know exactly when it's happening. And for me, the main thing is that, the, that at least you're committing to your deadline that you said so that on Friday for us is the VIP day. And by the end of the Friday, they have everything in hand. And that we commit to. But when I had that realization, like, oh, I don't actually have to do it all on the day of, then that changed a lot for me because especially with the team, that really helped us develop a different sort of process where we do preparation in advance, starting from the beginning of the week, where we have preparation set up process and then dive into pre-creative work. And then Friday is really about implementation and finishing the creative process. So that was a game changer once I found that, like had that realization. Yeah, it really is. And I think it it makes me so sad because I think it holds so many people back from doing them or people have tried them because somebody said, you know, it should be in a day and, you know, put a start and stop on these seven hours. And there are lots of different ways you can structure it. But if you're just going through with that lens, it might not work for your specific business. 
So that said, can you give us a little bit of insight into what you do for your clients in a day? Because I mean, I know like we are in the depths of creating some new sets of messaging and copy for you. And you really do provide so much value. And I think that that should be, you know, shared and, you know, really just detailed for people, because I think so many of us think that it means that you're giving the bare minimum and you're a great example of how that isn't the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My team and I, uh, we start the creative process about a week in advance from the actual day. And that means by that point, we need all the homework from the client. So we need any kind of copy that they want to provide us a week in advance. We need their photographs, their, if they have existing branding, we need that information. So we have a timeline and we're very uh, strict or we're very committed to this timeline. So a week in advance, we kick off and have all the resources from the client. Then our team has our own internal meeting and we dive into all those resources and get a clear picture. We also have a strategy call with the client together to go over all that stuff and fill in any gaps. And if we identify any missing pieces, they have a couple of days to get that to us. Then for our creative process is really, we, we really dive deep into understanding that client's goals and goals for the year ahead, their vision for the year ahead, and also dive into understanding their ideal client type. And so that involves analyzing all the pieces they've given us, but also doing like a sort of brand audit and analyzing their Instagram presence, their current online presence, if they have it or if they don't have it. And just understanding their part of the, their little corner of the internet and then really connecting in our minds, how can we make the design translate to help them reach their goals? And then, as you mentioned, we don't just just do design. (laughs) We do so much more underneath that. So it's not just about making it look pretty, but we also want to make sure it's strategic and functional and that the backend systems are working and that the client experience for your clients who are signing up for your programs are really thoughtful and really intentional and strategically set up for the whole client journey. So (laughs) So much already. It's like, I think this is one of the differentiators that I want to point out to people. It's like, how can you make yourself stand out? It doesn't mean you always have to do something, you know, completely different than somebody else, but you are a, a showcase of how you can do that, which is have the design element, but then what's the next step? Because it's only you know, one piece of the puzzle to have this beautiful, stunning design. But the next piece is like that backend tech setup. I know primarily you're working with Kajabi. So making sure that the customer journey is just really seamless and doing all that within the VIP day is just, I mean, it's value central basically. So at the end of the week, like what kind of deliverables are your typical ones for people to be able to walk away with? So a typical deliverable would be, let's say we have a for, for a client who is transitioning to Kajabi, this is one sort of category that we work with. So they have already some other things on other websites. We're transitioning to Kajabi, up-leveling the brand. It really reflects their growth. So we would be building out the core website pages. So the first step before that is to do a mini branding process. So a very condensed branding process. So normally a branding process would be something that's four to six weeks and really a lot more in depth. And although I love that, and that's great. And I, I do think there's value in that. We really condense that part of it. And that's something that needs to be condensed for the VIP process. So it's condensed and we do a mini branding, like enough to get everything else in place. And so that's first. And then we'll do deliverables. We'll look like a homepage, about page, a long form sales page, like a coaching sales page. And then usually there's a freebie opt-in. So we will set up the freebie opt-in page, the confirmation page, the We'll actually design the freebie, like the PDF or whatever it is, um, if needed, and also set up all the backend 
tech and email automations for that freebie. And then going back to that coaching page. So the coaching or a membership sales page or some kind of main, like whatever your main offer is, I want to make sure that your platform is set up to sell for you or attract your dream clients. So we make sure that that sales page is good to go. And then whatever steps are happening after that, whether it's an application or it's directly to checkouts and people are signing up right away, then all those steps are in place. So that's a little glimpse. (laughs) Wow. I am so, so impressed with everything that you have managed to do inside of this offer. So, I mean, I think that that goes to show there are different ways that you can provide deep support with clients, right? And deep support doesn't have to mean like you working on six to 12 month architecture projects, you know, in your past design life. So thinking about that and thinking about like the clients that you've served, what do you think your clients' impressions have been of your day rates? You know, I know I've seen the sales page. I have seen the testimonials. I know that they love it, but were you nervous that they wouldn't see the value in a shorter condensed time frame? And what has that response been? My clients haven't, maybe haven't told me, but I remember when I was first offering VIP days in the beginning, I was worried that they would be worried that we our design wouldn't be good enough as a full process and that the design would be sort of half done or half baked or not fully developed and not fully reflected of them because it was a more condensed timeline. And so I was really worried about that as a designer and really still made sure that all the details were there, all the, you know, we crossed our T's and dotted our I's. And that was really important to me in the beginning. And since then, I think we have proof of concept and most people trust that the result will be beautiful and and just as impactful as any length of a timeline. And so that was one thing I remember being concerned about in the beginning. Nowadays, what clients might be worried about are, can we... Like, I think they still are incredulous. Like, can we really get it all done? That the, what we say on our sales page or what I say on the call, like, how do we do it? Can we really do that? But they, you know, they trust the process and they book and, and then they're so amazed. I think at the end that, that like, wow, like it really, we finished that, but we even over delivered. We even like went above and beyond expectations. And so I hear that all the time. <laughs> so, and I don't, it don't, I don't take it lightly. You know, we still, I still very meticulous with, tiny details. And, you know, my team, they know that they get sometimes three rounds of revisions, but we, I really want to make sure it's at the highest standard possible. Yes, absolutely. I think that that's one of the things that I try to instill so often in anybody that I'm working with. It's like making sure that you have your client experience dialed in does so much more than you think. And a lot of people avoid it, but that's one of the things that I know both you and I have, it's like core values within our brands that really works. And it's really just making sure that you've got those fine touches, you know, and like I say this and we're in the middle of our like multi day rate project together. And it's just making sure that everything is dialed in and that you're just creating that experience where you're like, oh, wow, you can get so much done in a day and, and surprising people by what you can do. And it's really a beautiful thing to do with a team. So both of us have agencies. I also have done it solo. That's how I started it. That's really how I grew my like day rates to be one of my primary offers. So you can do it both sides. If you're somebody listening right now and you are one-on-one project work and you don't want these long drawn out processes anymore, condense it, like do day rates and find a way that works for you so that you can do it on a shorter timeline. And if you're somebody with an agency, know that you can also do it with an agency as well. So that said, I am curious to know, did you have to enroll your team members into the VIP day vision? What did that look like? Or were they just like, okay, yeah, sure. You tell us how and we'll figure it out. Oh my gosh, this was so fun. And I think convincing my team, (laughs) they truly thought I was crazy. They truly did not believe me and thought I was just inventing some random idea. 
And I was like, we're doing this. We're doing this, guys. And like, I was talking about it and teaching them and like, not, not teaching. I was explaining to them that the idea I had, even before I booked our first client. So we didn't have clients at that point when I was trying to explain to them what this concept was. They truly thought I was crazy. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So at that time, we are uh, like my senior designer now. I'm still working with him. He's with us almost three years. And um, so he's been through the whole process of when I first came with the idea. And I was like, yeah, okay, sounds interesting. How do we really... He had a lot of questions that was like, how do we do this or that? And I had to really force myself to also think through that creative process. And we figured it out together. So in that time, and let's say like that, yeah, when we first launched, or I didn't launch the VIP days, but when we were first started them, it was myself and my senior designer during the early part of the week, doing a lot of the creative and preparation process. And then we had two junior designers who only came on Fridays. And Fridays, they were, you know, the full day supporting us. So on Fridays, it was four of us at that time. And so that's how we structured it. And they only came on Fridays and only, you know, by the end of Friday, it was all finished. And that was interesting. Also, I should mention at that time, we were, you know, I so I actually have a physical office in, in Riga, Latvia, uh, a design studio office. And like today, my designers like to work at home. <laughs> it's just more comfortable for them. But in that um, 2021, when we were doing those, first several months of day rates, we were all working together in the office in person. And so every day, five, you know, five days a week, we were in the office physically at that time, it was double the space I have now. It's in, and I know it was really fun, but I think also forced us to really get to know how to work with each other because we were working in person and we're all working in the same, on the same things. And we can like, just, if somebody had quick questions, I could jump up and go to the computer and answer them. And that was something really unique. I don't think Anybody out there doing day rates has that. <laughs> no, I feel like you must have gotten so much more done in such a short amount of time because there's that lag when you're not in the same physical space. So that must have just been the cherry on top to the whole process. We found a good balance. Yeah, we, we found a good balance with it. Yeah, it sounds like it. So, so good. And I think that that just should be inspiration to anybody thinking about doing, you know, any shakeup of your structure of the timeline, how much time you're spending on projects is that you can create something that's unique to you. So the way that you're doing day rates is very different to the way that I'm doing day rates in the the KC Copy Studio to somebody doing day rates on one-on-one solo projects. So there's lots of different ways that you can fashion them. And they can also become signature offers or they can become complementary to your long projects. So if you have got a long project and you want to book a day rate when you're waiting for, let's say, voice of customer interviews to be scheduled, right? Great. Book a day rate then because that's when you've got holes in your schedule. And then you can flesh that out, add more revenue to your bottom line, or you can make it a primary offer like you have, Elizabeth, like I have for a long time now. And so thinking about that, I'm curious to know, what's the ratio, would you say, or what would the percentage be of, you know, day rate projects booked to, let's say, your full length projects? So it's about, I don't have the KPI numbers in front of me, but I think it's about 80% day rates versus 20% from other structures. That is amazing. It just goes to show that, like, I think that speaks so much to the offer and your clients being receptive to it. Going back to that other question that we talked about, it's like, how do clients feel about it? It's like one of the biggest drawbacks I think is people feeling like people won't want to do things in a day, but I can say, and I wonder if you have the same experience, like as somebody who's got a really busy schedule, managing the agency, doing other side of the business as well, I don't want long drawn out projects, the shorter, the better. So like, that's one of the things that I look for is like timelines when I'm working with people. And that's one of the draws. And Perhaps that's been one of the reasons that this has been so successful for you and your clients are so interested in a quick turnaround. 
Yes, I think that like commitment on the timeline is huge for my clients and for myself because after I launch day rates, I have booked other people's day rates and I know I like to know when it's going to get done and when it's going to be completed and at a high standard. So it's a lot, it's encouraged me. I've booked other people's day rates for various things and it's fun. It's just a great structure because you have a really strong commitment to the timeline on both sides of the equation. That's so true. Yeah, it can really clean up like, um, let's say scope creep with clients because there is that commitment. That's a good point. Okay, so that said, gone through your whole experience, would you recommend other service providers and or copywriters, designers to incorporate day rates into their business model? Or who might be an ideal person to incorporate those in your opinion? I would say everyone should give it a try, but you should also look at your personality traits. And you should really understand if you like that intensive pressure, then it might be the perfect fit or the perfect structure for you because it is intense. You have to really like to work under pressure and make decisions quick. Are are you a quick decision maker or do you like to contemplate and reflect on things for a long time and then make a decision? Okay, so there's like all these personality things. You should really look at yourself, look inward do some journaling, um, you know, what are your strengths as a creative person? And does that then fit what you hear us talking about for a day rate structure? Because it is intense, it needs to be intense and efficient, you know, high quality. um, And, you know, do, do, does that work for you? Yeah. Oh, that's such good advice. Because for me, I think that that is why they have worked for me. Like I thrive under that pressure too. And I am such a procrastinator. And I realized if I had four weeks to do a project, it would take me four weeks, right? It's like the same as a purse. <laughs> like if you have a big purse, you're going to find things to fill it with versus if you have a smaller purse. Okay, well, you'll be able to fill that to its max, but like you're not going to overextend yourself. So I feel like day rates made me like stop procrastinating and say, okay, I have to get this done by this point in time. And it was like the perfect amount of pressure that I want, but I love the perspective of thinking about personality. Is this a way that you want to like make decisions? You know, do you like a fast paced environment? If not, then maybe you want to do longer projects and that's totally okay. But you can take these knowledge nuggets and incorporate them however they are helpful for you and your business. So that said, I've got one final question. I love to ask all guests that come on the Freedom Found podcast, which is, we all have this dream inside of us, this dream of living out our own version of freedom, whatever that means to us. And so many of us start our businesses and grow and scale our businesses so that we can bring more of that into our day-to-day reality. So what advice for entrepreneurs listening do you have that are on a mission to incorporate more freedom into their life? So I love this question and there's so many ways you can answer it. And I have listened to other answers about this question. And so I'm always thinking of this, like what is the advice I would give And I think that the thing that comes up for me is to really make your own rules and play your own game. And that might not be a traditional path because I know when I graduated from a university with a degree in architecture that I, there was one path, which was to go work in an architecture firm. And I knew even at that time that that was not my path and that I was going to try other things. And so, you know, I I went to, first I went to graduate school and actually um, studied architectural history, but then I veered off that path. Although it was amazing schools, then I ended up in the Miami and then I ended up in Europe and I've been in Europe for 12 years now and we've gone to a few different countries to try to live. And I've always constantly feel like I'm making my own, making my own path, I guess, like make your own rules to the game, the game you want to play and like the life you want to live and the freedom you want to create in your life. That gives me goosebumps too. That's so beautiful because I think so often we just kind of go on the straight and narrow. We're just kind of following whatever path is laid out in front of us without like 
being more cognizant of the choices or decisions we're making to create what we want. So the beautiful thing is, if you're listening to this, chances are you're an entrepreneur, you've already made the first hard decision, which is I'm going to go against the grain. And now just continue to make decisions like that. That is such good advice. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Thank you for pouring into us today. Can you please tell us how people can work with you, with your studio? How can we connect with you further and, you know, just continue to be in your presence? Yes. Thank you, Crystal, so much. Such a good conversation. And I know we're both obsessed with day rates. The main way to work with us, as you heard, was our VIP days, which is through our website, which is uh, Studio Classica, with an A at the end, studioclassica.com forward slash VIP day. Studioclassica.com forward slash VIP day. And that is where you can learn about our structure, our VIP days, and submit an application and go forward from there to work with us. Awesome. And what about Instagram? How can we connect with you there? Instagram, yes, it is my name, which is Elizabeth. Elizabeth Avrianova at Instagram. So Elizabeth, A-V-E-R-Y-A-N-O-V-A. Perfect. We'll also just, we'll link those both in the show notes of this episode. So you can go and tap there to follow Elizabeth and her journey. And if you need great Kajabi design and backend setup, she is your go-to gal. So thank you so much, Elizabeth, for all of your time today, for sharing more about your experience. I think this is really fun for me because I saw it from one perspective. And now I feel like I've gotten to dive a little bit deeper and understand different areas of where you came from and thought processes in how you like developed some areas of this. So I just so appreciate you and your time and can't wait for us to connect again on a future episode, which I'm sure we'll have to do all about design. Yes. Thank you, Crystal. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for being a loyal Freedom Found podcast listener. And if you love this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would pass this on to a friend. This is how we can help support each other and get this message out to more women that might be waiting right now to hear a message just like this. So you can go and share this with your business best friend right now or head on over to leave us a five-star review. Your small gesture really does mean more than you know. Thank you so, so much. Love you lots and I'll catch you next time.